Hello and welcome. I'm Mark Mack and you are listening to The Pod Social. This is episode six. It's been nearly two weeks since I recorded this episode with my guest, Carissa Vickis. Over that time, the UK lockdown has been extended. Donald Trump had another public meltdown and we're a week away from my daughter's first birthday, which is nice. Carissa is a resident of Paphos in Cyprus. So add that to England, Wales and the US and I've managed to get guests from four different countries across six separate episodes. I like to think that gives me a bit of an international flair, to be honest. Carissa runs Wandering Gypsy Lust, where she blogs and vlogs about travel and she's the creator and owner of My Sensations of Nature, her own indie beauty brand. But maybe more appropriately for this episode, she also hosts her own podcast, Beauty Unlocked. Beauty Unlocked is far from being your usual beauty-based podcast, and if you tune in, you'll hear that it delves into society's obsession with physical beauty and the impact that today's current ideals of body image and beauty have upon us. It also uncovers some really weird shit along the way. Of course, I'll include links to everything in my show notes. Anyway, episode six, here we go. First of all, thank you so much for coming on, by the way. Oh, thank you so Um, much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Thank you. So, how are you? How are things in... You're in Cyprus, right? Yeah, I'm in Cyprus. I'm here in sunny Paphos. (laughs) Nice. How how are things with the... Well, with the pandemic, I guess, is everything locked down or is it, it a is, bit more free? I think it's similar to like the UK where we're on complete lockdown. So, but, um, and from a certain age group, you're only allowed to go out once a day, for example. And if you do go out, you have to send a, a message to a special number and then they send you permission. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And then if the police stop you and you don't have that permission on your phone, then they can fine you 300 euros and up. And you're like, I just wanted to get some bread. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we don't have it quite as strict here. Yeah, you guys you, um, you guys are definitely lucky because, oh, yeah, it's rough. Yeah, yeah, it sounds it. Um, so going on to social media, obviously, that's the thrust of what this podcast is about. Yes. Can you tell me a bit about your first experience with social media? My first ex- oh god this I don't even I don't even think it was considered social media at the time but I don't know if you remember like ICQ which was like the kind of chat room thing that they used to have back in the day Vaguely vaguely Yeah it was like this kind of chat room thing but it wasn't really like considered social media so I would say maybe my first experience must have been Facebook yeah, it was like okay. Facebook back in 2007. Yeah, 2007. Well, the early days then. It was very early days. It was, uh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you get on with it? Um, do you know, I think once you, you kind of start testing the waters and you're not too sure, it was basically for friends and family um, to keep connected with them. So there was like, you didn't know what to share and what not to share kind of thing you know? And so when you get those Facebook memories now and they say, oh, uh, look back on what you, whatever, what happened 12 years ago. And I read some of the stuff I was writing as updates and I'm like, what was wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) What were you thinking? And there you see me now, like deleting that memory. I'm like, delete, delete, delete. (laughs) So, um, yeah, definitely. It was, it was a bit strange, you know, back in the days, but now you're just so used to what to share and what not to share kind of thing. (laughs) 
Yeah, sure. I, I used to do, well, I still do the exact same thing. If I look through my memories, certainly from from when I met my wife and I was sending her messages and she was sending me messages with pet names and things that Aww. were just horrible, just disgusting. <laughs> it was, <laughs> oh, it was grim. Um, <laughs> uh, so obviously social media and well, Facebook especially has changed an awful lot over that time. Um, it's got positives and negatives and things. Yeah. Do you personally, do you, do you think that the positives outweigh the negatives? Um, I think there's definitely more, there's more control as to what it used to be Facebook or let's say Facebook because it's like the main, well, the main, one of the main ones now, but in the sense of before it's like people could just, you, your profile was pretty much public kind of, and it's afterwards that the privacy settings like started coming in and you being able to block people and this and that. So I think now there it's changed to the point of where they're definitely taking more precautions than before because they've learned from like mistakes and everything. So I do think, I mean, it depends. It depends. There's, I think it's like an equal balance, positives and negatives because you're kind okay. of just sharing every aspect of your life, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, I don't know, anything. <laughs> you, <laughs> so it depends on which, on, on how you see it and how you use it. There's just certain people where you're thinking, whoa, what's happening there? You know, yeah, do you have, do you have a lot of people on your timeline that you think share too much maybe? Um, yeah, sometimes it's, yeah, sometimes I, yeah, I, I do believe that sometimes I'm just like, okay, so I know for a personal fact that you went, not you, but like you went through a breakup. And so kind of people start posting these kind of, I don't know, like these kind of jabs at the person that they broke up with. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, that's what I used to do back in 2007. I've learned from my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> So one of the specific reasons that I asked you to come on the show was related to your podcast. Yeah. Um, now your podcast, Beauty Unlocked, mm -hmm. it, well, obviously based on the title, it focuses on beauty and body image and things, right? Yeah. But one of the things that I thought was a bit different about your podcast is that rather than it being makeup reviews and yeah. tutorials and things like that, it does come across very, very differently. Could you tell me a little bit about it and... And a bit more about your podcast. Yeah, sure. So Beauty Unlocked, it's it's like I always say, it's not your ordinary beauty podcast in the sense of, like you said, we don't talk about beauty tutorials and all this. We talk about beauty trends. We talk about society's pressure on us to be physically beautiful and how it's has an impact on us. And most of the time it's a pretty negative impact, especially when now we have like social media, whereas before it was just advertisements. So we, we go delving deeper into those, those issues that we kind of take for granted. If you know what I mean? Like you kind of, you see things on social media and you're just, you might not be conscious of the effect that it does have on you. And most of the time it's negative. And I think that it's, um, especially with the studies and all the research I've been doing, I see that it's definitely more and more, they're taking into consideration more like mental health and how it's impacted like social media and everything. And I just thought it was like kind of me back in the day when this like idea came about and I was just like, oh, I can't be the only one feeling like this when I look at, you know, throughout my social media and whoever I follow and this and that. And I can't be the only one that feels a bit judged or a, a bit left out. And this is how actually Beauty Unlocked came to be um, from that societal pressure that I used to, well, that I used to care about. I don't really care about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm kind of above it now, but it was the thing of how people, even the ones that, I don't know, even the way that people kind of judge without really noticing that they judge, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's it's kind of the thing of, and now, you know, you're you're posting your life out there, let's say on social media, and, and you have people behind the screen that start hating on you. And you're like, hold up. So you're feeling like this. So that means that you could be feeling like this right in my face. Obviously, social media has kind of blown up over the last 10 years, really. Yeah. Do you think those people that blow up on social media and, and leave nasty comments on social media and things, do you think that's kind of slipping into the real world a little bit? Because we seem to be in a more divided society than we've ever been before. I do. I think that people have grown bigger balls <laughs> where you might have just kind of thought it before, unless it was somebody that was close to you. You didn't have the balls to go up to say to some. Well, I don't know. I mean, but go up to somebody and say, your gray hair is disgusting, you know, or you're just fat and ugly or, you know, these kind of negative comments. Now I feel like people just there's no filter whatsoever. And I'm thinking, are you serious? Is that how what the hell happened? You know, and I feel like definitely people it is it is kind of slipping into the real world where people just feel like they can say, you know, and do anything against another person. And I'm thinking, how would you feel if that happened to you? Like being thrown neg negativity and shame about how you look or, or your appearance or anything for that matter. It's just, I feel like people definitely have grown some balls and I'm thinking, okay, you got to calm your tits down a bit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you got to let people live their life and be who they are and look like they want to. And that's that, you know, it's just these ideals, idea, like body ideals and beauty ideals that were force fed through the media for hundreds of years. It's not anything new with, within advertisements and everything. And I just feel like your, your ideals of what beauty should be are kind of shaped as you grow up. But that doesn't mean that you have to kind of regurgitate that hate, you know, and that judgment. So when you're not discussing... <laughs> I was going to say, when you're not discussing things like bleaching arseholes and Korean foreskin treatments, you do also go into like the subjects of body image and mental health and things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that episode. That was amazing. Thank um, you. <laughs> Jesus. Um, before we go too kind of deeply into the mental health side of things, yeah. what impact do you think the social media has had on beauty ideals and, and body image? I'm thinking kind of the, the duck face pout that, seems to be the kind of standard selfie look at the minute. I've been guilty of that back in the day before it was something, you know, before it became <laughs> this trend. I saw pictures of like two back of 2004, 2005. I'm like, oh my God, I'm pulling the duck face. And I'm like, ah, oh. and then it became this trend. And I'm like, I'm not posting those anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's shameful. <laughs> but there are good and bad things, like we said, like about social media and everything. But one thing that I've noticed is that People are growing more or uh, bigger balls, which I could say about judging and being hateful. But now you can see that people are saying no to this beauty ideal of being thin or curvaceous. And you have all types of bodies and all types of beauty and all types of skin colors and everything just coming out and showing themselves for who they truly are with no filter. And I do and I do believe that takes a lot of courage you know, um, to kind of go against what we have in this Western, Western notion of beauty kind of standards, you know. So I think 
it's one of those things of where I just, I'm sick and tired of just seeing the same kind of beauty standards. So you have like, you know, the, the big breasts and the small waist and the big butts and, and, you know, and these athletic bodies on one side. And then on the other side, you have something that's completely, that's always been there, but now it's just being shown even more. So you got, you know, bigger men and bigger women showing themselves and being like, I am not this beauty standard that, you know, that this cult, our culture, our Western yeah. culture has. So they're just showing themselves and I'm like, good for you. You know what I mean? Like, bravo, I'm applauding you for not giving, excuse the language, two fucks about what people are thinking and whatnot. It's just going against that beauty ideal and standing up for you and being you and not hiding yourself. And it's beautiful. Throughout the course of your podcast, you've clearly discussed quite a wide range of different beauty ideals and standards and things. Yes. You've clearly done quite a bit of research into it as well. Is there anything that really stands out as being weird or strange or just something that kind of is different from everything else that you found out? I have always thought that media targeted women. And I think it was in episode seven where I talk about the rise of the spornosexual yeah, I, I did research and I delved deeper into these male beauty ideals. And I was like, oh, Lord, like men are affected as much as women. And they're starting to feel the pressure of it to a certain extent. You know, they feel over sexualized. And I was actually surprised at the figures that that I came across, the st- statistical data that I came across that men do suffer, let's say, a bit more. But because we have, again, in this culture that men are supposed to be manly men and they're not supposed to show emotion and they're not you know, but when you think that they also suffer from eating disorders and they also suffer, I mean, of course, like from, from depression or even body dysmorphic disorder and things like that, where they are feeling affected and they are feeling the pressure. I was actually quite surprised that, that men are feeling it because if you go up to like a man, or I don't know if I go up to you and be like, do you feel the pressure of social media to be this perfect godlike being, you know, what would your answer be? I mean, I think I think probably I would say that there is some element of pressure and until you get to that point where you don't really give a fuck. Well, yeah, that's- I'd say there is that that pressure. But certainly when I log on to Instagram, if you click on the on the search button, for some reason, my feed will be completely full of athletic models and, you know, that kind of aesthetic. Yeah. Look that. Yeah. That kind of thing where where people go to the gym to take a selfie rather than go to the gym to get fit. Well, that's the spornosexual right there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and actually, my, my day job as well, I work somewhere with a gym. Okay. It has an awful lot of people that are kind of in the 18 to 30 age group. Yeah. I mean, the amount of steroid issues that we have. Ooh. If you put a mirror in our gym, people work out in the direction of the mirror. Oh, my God. Okay. Which, which is crazy, but it's it's kind of the reality at the moment, I suppose. It's kind of like they're making love to themselves while they're working out. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's what I see sometimes at the gym too when I go and I'm thinking, I go in there, I'm looking like I've crawled out of a swamp <laughs> and I'm in there to, you know, get the gym stuff done. And uh, and I'm thinking, why do you look so perfect? Like, why does your hair look perfect? Why are you not sweating? Why? What's happening? And, and then you see them standing in front of the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, okay, I see, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> do you think social media is kind of 
encourage that behavior? I think so. Yeah. I think that a lot of people have signed up to go to the gym, not in, in order to kind of pretend to work out to a certain extent, but they're more interested sometimes from what I've seen in the, the way they're looking in their workout clothes. You know, that comes first more than the actual workout. And I'm just like, yeah. when do you have time to actually be checking your phone? Because you can see them. I, I go behind them and I'm looking at what they're checking out and it's Instagram. And I'm like, uh, what's ha are we wait, are you pumping iron? Or are you checking your your you're exercising your thumb? You can do that at home and you're in my way. You know what I mean? <laughs> like move it, move it along. Yeah. <laughs> so I do think that yes, social media has influenced. I mean, again, it's it's one thing if you want to be fit and healthy for your own reasons, not because somebody has pressured you. There's just more than physical health. It's also all about the mental health. And I think that we're kind of pushing the mental health aside and just looking into the aesthetics. I want to be pleasing to everyone, including myself kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that it's just one of those things where I'm like, are you checking in with your mental health? Are you okay? Is it for you? Or is it for someone else? Or is, is it to just kind of show off and compare yourself to, I don't know, the person that you're following on social media kind of thing? Yeah. You know. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Is your background in, in the beauty industry or is it completely disconnected from all of that? Can, can I just say that I start, I mean, I went to, to uni back in the day <laughs> and <laughs> I, I graduated with a um, major and, and master, well, I majored in international relations, so politics, and I also okay. have a master's in that. And here I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I've taken, and then I, I became um, an English teacher, like uh, a TEFL teacher. So English as a foreign language teacher. And I taught in China, Spain, Italy. But I've always had this kind of fascination with whether it be beauty trends, but in the sense of, I don't know, like th like listening to s news reports and stuff like that of current beauty trends, I was like, what the hell's happening? You know, and even the beauty trend back in the day, and I, I mentioned in the latest episode, I was like, does anybody remember like pubic hair landscaping? Because I remember watching... <laughs> what was it like a TV? I don't know. It was something on TV. And I was like, this is a trend. And it fascinated me because I'm thinking, who's going to see that but yourself and your partner or partners? Do you know, I was yeah. like, how is this? What is this? You know, and a whole bunch of other things. And it's always fascinated me. And um, it was in 2015 when I came back to Cyprus and I actually started my own um, indie beauty brand where I make okay. like natural bath and, and beauty products because I'm not into like using chemicals. I'm not into like this whole I'm into, you know, cruelty free um, yeah. beauty brand and everything. So um, I can't really say that I started out with a background in beauty, but beauty, something about beauty has always fascinated me. Obviously, you've been kind of all over the world then, I guess. Do you think that beauty standards vary from place to place is there one place that's completely different from the others yeah i'm i have to say i mean when it comes to the western world it's pretty much the same but when i was over in china in a place called shizhuang and we used to call it the shiz for short but, <laughs> um the, yeah like i remember seriously it was so weird for them because in the place i was two hours away from beijing and it was, they had a population of what, 5 million in this kind of city. 
And whenever we would walk as Westerners, it's like the Chinese would just stop and take pictures of us. And we were kind of mini celebrities because we were, I mean, you could clearly see we were different from them. Uh, But seriously, people, I remember I would be parking my bike and women would just come up and start stroking my hair because they would be amazed at like how curly frizzy my hair is. And my students were obsessed with like my arm hair. And they used to tell me, you're as hairy as a man. And and I would just look at them and I'm like, boy, I have more body hair than you will ever have in your lifetime. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, they were just. And when I would tell them where I'm from, because I'm half French from Martinique and half Greek Cypriot, they would and I would just say France and Greece. And they would just look at me and they're like, how are you French? Like, aren't they blonde with blue eyes? And I didn't (laughs) even want to go into the conversation of. I'm mixed. <laughs> I'm mixed race and and we come in all shapes, colors and forms, you know, like whatever, you know. So I think there they have this concept of beauty and they try to emulate Western beauty and they go to some they and I'm actually going to do this in future episodes. They go to some extremes to try to incorporate Western beauty standards you know, into their culture. And I'm like, you're beautiful as you are, you know, celebrate your yourself and your ethnic background and don't try to copy, you know, the rest of us or whatever. It's just like, be yourself, be true to you. And that's that. But yeah, no, they definitely have, I would say compared to where I've been within Europe and even the States and Mexico and stuff in China, they're just, they're really attracted to the difference in look. Okay. And they're, they marvel at it because they're like, oh, my God, a Westerner. You don't see that in the big cities. You'll definitely see it in the little towns and cities kind of thing. But they definitely they definitely stop and just stare at you. That's for sure. One of the things that I noticed quite a lot on social media, going back to that again, is the rise in the kind of eat clean, train hard, fit not fat, that kind of thing, or fit not thin. Do you kind of think of that as another obsessive kind of behavior? So, again, crossing over into the realms of mental health issues? we're not even aware of it most of the time, but I think it's the way society and, and this media media, whether it be social or not, just anything has kind of ingrained and instilled in us uh, beauty in general. And this fit and fat thing, you, it's just, I think it's, um, I think people are, I think people, there's always been the mental health side of things. And then social media came And it exacerbated the problem even more. So, for example, if you have if you if you suffer from body dysmorphic disorder, social media is going to exacerbate in the point of you're going to be comparing yourself, comparing yourself to everyone out there and thinking, I'm not perfect. I'm not good enough. I don't look good enough. I don't have the six pack and I don't have this and I don't have that that whole comparison thing. And it exacerbates any kind of mental you know, health issues that you might have because you're just putting that extra amount of pressure. And so you're there maybe with OCD tendencies of taking a thousand selfies and going through them to see and find the perfect one. Do you know what I mean? And so it's kind of the thing. A lot of people don't stop to think we're just unaware of what we're doing to ourselves. And there's definitely this, this, this kind of divide of, yes, okay, fair enough. Like there's the fit, and inked and this and then there's maybe people who have like a bigger a bigger body and whatnot and yes you can see that people make comparisons and can be nasty about it but at the same time 
we most of the time don't stop and think, well, you know, this person is bigger than me, but they might be stronger than me, for example. Yeah. Um, they might, we don't, we don't stop to think we're just kind of judging the person by their outwardly experience, you know, and we're not thinking, well, this person probably does like go to the gym and this person probably does run in marathons. It's just that they have a different kind of body. We don't stop to think about, um, morphology. We don't stop to think about genetics. We don't stop to think about anything. We just judge immediately. And so it's one of those things of like, and social media, because it's visual, it's all visual and everything. I think there's this thing of where we immediately judge someone because they don't have that, um, that eight pack, but they might be strong too. You know, they might not have the eight pack, but they might be freaking stronger than I am. They can be lifting, I don't know how many like kilos worth of weights, you know, it's just the thing of, we don't stop to think about a lot of things and we just go immediately into judging. One of the things that I've noticed on social media myself is the rise in adverts for for men's makeup and men's skincare and things like that. Now that I know that that industry's been growing for the last, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years, but it seems right now to be blowing up more than ever in the past. Do you think the social media adds that pressure onto men in particular that I guess women probably suffered more from the traditional forms of media since newspapers were printed? I think it's definitely something that, yes, it is a growing trend, especially in the past 15 years, especially in the last 15 years. I think it just started with the metrosexual look and and being okay with men taking like David Beckham and Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, they started like taking care of their skin and they started going to the barbershop and they started, you know, whatever it was. And yes, now social media does put a pressure on men like buy this and buy this cream and anti wrinkle cream and anti this and and whatever they want. So I do think that social media has helped in in boosting sales of, of you know, such products for, you know, uh, targeted more towards the men. Because they see that, well, listen, if you want to look like, I don't know, I don't even know the sports stars of today, but if you wanted to look like the David Beckhams, definitely use this cream. You know, if you want to have, if you want to smell like Cristiano Ronaldo, I have no clue how he smells. I'm sure he smells nice, (laughs) but, you know, buy this cologne, you know, and yes, it is Target because we, we have a tendency of looking up to these people you know, they're, they're the kind of heroes and whatnot. So we kind of want to emulate their lifestyles, what they're wearing on their face, what they're putting on their body, you know? And so, yeah, social media definitely does play a role because it's, nobody buys magazines anymore. So of course you're just going to see more and more advertising on social media and throughout social media for certain products. And they definitely catch your attention just like the massive billboards used to do back in the day, you know? And so you will be interested because if there's like a celebrity that's endorsing it, like a De- David Beckham, then you're going to be like, ooh, well, shit, like, look at him, you know, like, yeah, I definitely want that cream. So, yeah, I do think there is the social media does play a, a big part in, you know, men's cosmetic products and them buying it. And it's I think what is it? Is it like a hundred and twenty two billion dollar industry or something? And I'm like, wow. wow. But then again, the percentage of men who want to look good has been on the rise over the past few years. So, you know, and there's some men that take longer to get ready than me, you know, and I'm thinking, <laughs> wow, you're really into your appearance. OK. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think social media then has a bit of a responsibility in terms of protecting people's mental health? So obviously we know that I think Twitter's recently started putting warnings on things that are clearly fake news. Um, to use that term. 
do you think it has kind of a, a responsibility to, I don't know, to maybe help people avoid those issues that cause mental health problems? I think it's, it's, it's different. I think the people that have, that should have that responsibility is people like you and me, you know, like the users of, I think the people that own these platforms, they can only do so much, you know, they can't, they can't monitor every single thing. And I think it's, it's more of the people who use social media have a responsibility to take care of each other's mental health and to call out and and stop the whole thing of bullying and to, you know, just say enough, enough is enough. And, you know, they created these apps and everything for, for us users. So I think it's more our responsibility more than the developers and people who own these like apps and everything because they can't control, well, they can control a lot, but they can't control every single person and every single user and every single thing. So I think it's more of our responsibility to take care of each other's mental health. I definitely think it's it's definitely our our job as users of these of, of social media in general, whether it be Twitter, anything, anything, to just um, care for each other and stop being judgmental bastards and love one each like, <laughs> love each other. And I'm all about spreading the love, so I'm just like, oh, if there's somebody that's spreading some kind of hate, I'm like, wow, you got issues that you need to deal with because what the hell, you know, it's one of those things of stop, just stop because we're not getting anywhere. You know, everybody struggles in their own way. You don't know everybody's story. Nobody knows our stories and whatnot. Let's just love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like into the, I mean, I'm not saying that like hippie culture is, 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 is bad and everything. And I'm not like a complete hippie, but I'm definitely into the just love each other, okay? Stop the hate, stop the negativity, but it's definitely our responsibility to just care for each other what do you think that the future of social media what beauty in social media might be are we gonna are we gonna see any kind of changes to the way that we use social media to look at body standards or is it going to carry on as i guess much the same i think there's going to be a change because more and more people are going to feel more confident if they see let's see say these social media influencers the different ones throughout you know i think uh, people are going to start feeling comfortable, whatever shape, whatever size, whatever, anything. And they're just going to be like, no, the hell with it. I, I, I'm not muscular. I'm not thin. I don't have the biggest tits. I don't know, whatever it may be. And I feel like there's going to be a change where people are just going to be themselves. Because I think that everybody's tired of seeing this. It's like clones, you know, almost. Yeah. And so when you do see something completely different, you're like, oh, shit. Well, that's nice. Oh, thank God. Like there's been a break with the clone. You know what I mean? And it's just like it's it's refreshing. And I think as much as social media is going to try to push the ideal body and that's like in quotes, ideal body, mm-hmm. people are going to want to break from that and be like, no, this is my beauty. This is what I am. And this is what I look like. And anybody who doesn't like it, you have the right to just scroll past, you know? So I think that the trend is, I think I'm not a hundred percent, but I think in my opinion that the trends are going to be broken and all beauty is going to be celebrated, whether it's man, female, whatever it is, however you identify yourself. I think we're, we're, we're going towards the let's be individuals instead of clones. This is what I am. And this is what I look like. And finally, one last thing. What is the weirdest thing that you've come across when you've been researching for your podcast? Uh, let's see. I think it was when I was researching last week's episode and 
I, I, I definitely didn't know a lot of the terminology and everything for a lot of things. I mean, I just knew it as this, but it was actually this. So, for example, one of the things that I saw was um, anal rejuvenation. And I was like, <laughs> hold up, anal what? And there was also another trend, which is called perineum sunning. And I was like, what the hell is okay. anything that I was just like, OK, anal rejuvenation and perineum sunning are two things that I came across and I was scratching my head and I thought, oh, hell no. What is this? And the thing is that, again, with anything that has to do with surgeries and everything, it all started out as more functional kind of surgeries than it became uh, than aesthetic surgeries. So with the anal rejuvenation, it was, you know, people who had, you know, issues, let's say, and they either needed, you know, to tighten it up for whatever reason, I'm not going to go into the details, but you yeah. know, people that had <laughs> issues in co- even the the whole vaginal reju- re- rejuvenation also was used for like, you know, people who did suffer from um, you know, being incontinent and things like that and then it became, you know, this trend of let's tighten it up just for the sake of tightening it up, you know, and and whatnot. Yeah. So a lot of things were first as functional, you know, and then it came into the aesthetic part. And when it came to perineum sunning, and I seriously never heard of it. And I read, that's why I go into dark, dark rabbit holes sometimes. But (laughs) basically what perineum sunning is, is that you are tanning your butthole. And so you're exposing your butthole to the sun. And and there were tons of pictures of people doing this. And I'm thinking, be- before I even read it, I was like, that that can't be safe. Now, there's ancient philosophy saying that from that root chakra, let's say, um, energy. Yeah. I mean, we're all energetic beings and everything. But in the sense of if you put, I mean, put your bum hole up towards the sun, that means, <laughs> oh, I know it's weird. You're absorbing the energy of the sun, which goes throughout your body. But then I'm thinking, um, is that actually not that doesn't seem safe because I'm not sure if a lot of people are actually using, you know, lotion to protect (laughs) their bum hole. I mean, a whole bunch of things like started like I started questioning it. And then I read the article and and, and dermatologists were saying, uh, listen, the skin around that area is very thin and you're exposing it to without any kind of protection, you're just exposing it to the sun. Now I'm all about vitamin D, but take your supplements. Don't just put your asshole towards the sun. You know what I mean? So this (laughs) this is just definitely one of those kind of trends where I started scratching my head and I'm like, that can't be safe. That, I mean, I understand the ancient philosophies, but people are taking it to a whole new extreme. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, before you adopt any kind of beauty trend, please do your research. Please be safe. Keep any <laughs> of your bits and bobs safe from such practices before just adopting them and saying, oh, yeah, like I definitely feel a surge of energy after exposing my my asshole to the sun. I can tell you of a hundred different ways that you will have a surge of energy and it does not require you to basically be mooning the sun. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I've got this image in my head now of people at the beach. Yeah. Well, that's, just ass in the air. I mean, that, but that's, that's the, I mean, it's men and women. And I was like, the fuck is happening? <laughs> the pictures <laughs> that people were posting. And I was like, is it because you're actually adopting this lifestyle or is it because you want to be in on the trend of and decided to just post a picture of yeah. you 
in some compromising position that only your partners should see you in, to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hashtag perineal sunning challenge. <laughs> um, yeah. Carissa, thank you so much. I think that's it now. Yeah, um, thank you so much, Mark. Thank you. I've learned a lot. So that's that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I say, just spread the love and be safe. Do the research. Like you said about fake news. There are fake yeah. trends out there. Be safe. Research. If you're interested in something, research it so you can get all the information. Just don't go ahead and just do it on a whim kind of thing. That's that's good advice. Yeah. I hope people take that to heart. I hope so too. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I certainly learned something with that. I mean, the weather is nice and the sun is shining. So No, no, don't even think about it. Thank you for listening. I've been Mark Mack. This has been the Pod Social. See you next time. Bye bye.